Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite, most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our fresh and favorite series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. We're here, except for yeah, Johnny. So there so, goes that harmony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't no, have that. Fresh and favorite harmony. Shoot. Uh, is that what you call that, harmony? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> a lot of people call things a lot of things. doesn't mean that's what they are. I did at one point call us tone deaf. So uh, Yeah, there uh, you go. Speaking of music, though, yeah, Bill was just in Austria. I was. And were you, were you in Vienna? Or were I was you, in Vienna. Yeah. Man, yeah. It was beautiful again. Yeah. What a beautiful city. Yeah. Unbelievable. They've beautiful. got a little history, huh? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Terrific. Yeah, it was a good experience. Thank you. I uh, went for the longest walk I've ever done over there. Wow, it was just great. Just walking through these old... I, I didn't even go downtown this time. I just walked in the old neighborhood where the hotel was, and it was just amazing. I've been thinking about uh, the music that comes out of Vienna because yes. for this uh, this movie that True Face has been a part of, Heart of Man... They just recorded a 40-piece uh, string section in Bratislava. Oh, my God. So just over the border yeah. from from Austria, from Vienna. So they can get these Vienna musicians at Bratislava prices. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's been wonderful. And the music that has come back from oh. there is outstanding. Hmm, that's wow. so fun. Yeah. I can't I can't wait for that film a- absolutely. To, to happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's... Well, next March. I think is that'll that be the, the release. Now? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so Bruce, that's exciting. It is. Well, here's here's something exciting. Yeah. Some more fresh and favorite. Yeah. And David, could you read I will. this really special passage? Yeah, Hebrews chapter 5, starting in verse 11, then I'll go through 14. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the world of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, here's a verse that could really send you toward making sure that you're doing stuff for God. <laughs> That's right. I better Absolutely. succeed. Absolutely. So, what if I'm a vegetarian? When when you get the first impression of that, especially Oof. that verse 14, that last verse you read, what what comes to mind? Scary chills. <laughs> Scary chills. Yeah. Did I work hard enough? I better get back in the gym here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that um, I. I look at this and I go, isn't it interesting what he uses to declare those who need milk as opposed to those who should be thriving on meat? Of all the things he could have used, what is he using? The confusion over the word of righteousness, confusion over the reality of who we really are. There is nothing that will keep me more immature as a Christian, no matter how strong I practice whatever I think godliness is, 
nothing will keep me more immature and needing milk than that reality. Which reality? The reality that, he says here, on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. So what are we, because typically I would read that and think, oh, well, then I'd better practice getting righteous. Yeah. Well, that's true. I think somebody might might think that. But, but what he's really, I think, saying is that for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, meaning that the word of righteousness has not yet developed who they really are. Mm-hmm. So you're saying they haven't trusted it. They haven't trusted it. They haven't lived in it because they have assumed what you just said. Mm-hmm. They have assumed that the word of righteousness is something I pursue and I work hard at. Instead of something I am. Instead of something I am. Or pursue and worked hard at and then felt like a failure, so you kind of got off to the side and ate some cotton candy instead. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so that's that to me is so interesting. It's like of all the things he could have said, Yeah. here's the way I'm going to tell you that you are still a child. Of all the things he could have said, he says yeah. this. It's the fact that you still don't understand the word of righteousness. And isn't it doubly tricky that if you're successful and you feel like you're becoming righteous by your own ability to create goodness in within yourselves and you become successful, and then you see the people who are not quite as good as you at doing that, you actually believe that you have become successful, and yet this is saying you have not believed righteousness. Therefore, whatever it is that you're succeeding at, that's actually milk, not the meat of trusting Right. And he's also saying that it's not because you're not a believer. Right. It's not because you're not a believer. It just says you have a perspective as a believer that keeps you immature. Yeah, the NIV that I'm in right now, that translation says anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant in Christ, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Exactly. You're not acquainted. And that's true. Some people are... Not they, they don't even realize the good news that the gospel of grace is for them. They're not acquainted with the teaching of righteousness that God has made them righteous. Exactly. And just think, Bruce, what you just said, and that is, if I don't have that, then I'm still convinced I'm not yet who God wants me to be. Yeah, which torques that verse 14 then. Oh, my I gosh. better work hard. And, and, and I'm, I'm stuck I'm, I'm living in what, as David was describing, I'm living in this world of being more godly than others, and I myself am still a baby. The immaturity Ooh. of that reality, my point earlier was, it's not here a matter of salvation. That's not the question here. The question is, these are people who trusted Christ, but have yet not heard or been taught the truth of righteousness. Yes. And the beautiful thing yes. about righteousness and trusting it is that if you were to become teachers, what you'd be teaching is a beautiful trust that you experience. Whereas when you're striving, what you're really teaching people is how to be good like you. And right. so it becomes a measure uh, that can never be fulfilled and always needs to be compared against someone else who's failing a little bit more. So the mentor never really wants the mentee to quite achieve that level. Whereas God's way is always a full invitation into something good. Amen. It's, it's tragically ironic that you think you're so much more 
righteous, self-righteous than yeah. others, and you're the infant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it? I, it's just like, yeah. who wants to even hear that? Yeah. I mean, they, they can't hear it, so therefore they can't see the Scripture. That's right. I'm pretty sure I did that it. this morning, Bill. I don't think I was making fun of someone. I do that from time to time. I'm sorry, folks. I'm pretty sure I am the poster child of what just happened. Shoot. <laughs> My wife, Janet, was talking with a leader recently who was telling her that, no, actually, you have to work really hard to train yourself to distinguish good from evil. And she said, you know, well, then you you need, if you're going to train yourself, you have to start with the foundation. And the foundation is in the verse before. So if you miss that verse and you're not acquainted, you're not trusting the teaching on righteousness, then you're going to try to train yourself out of an evil, which is probably the greatest evil that Satan has perpetrated perpetrated on people, and that is that you don't need a savior. You don't need grace. And you, if you're a Christian, can devalue the cross and its ability to alone save you as a believer to mature you. And and so she said to him, if you if you start with fourteen, that's like starting with a caboose. And that train is not going anywhere. You have to get the engine. You may have it nice and polished, and you may have it packed with a bunch of stuff, but Uh it ain't moving. I've got lots of of nice things in here, but we're not going anywhere. That's it. You said something in all of that, Bruce, that I want to pick up on. Um, Was it caboose? Devalue. No. (laughs) Devaluing the cross. Yes. Now, this is another one of those paradoxes. They who think they are honoring Christ the most by striving to come like him are the ones who are mostly devaluing what he did. That's it. That's right. And in that devaluing, they remain babies. And and it just it's like this cannot mean what we're saying because it would make them something they cannot yet even believe. So so back to our beginning. So then how do I move from the child to the adult? How does that happen? How does it become possible? When do I start eating this meat? When I get into the understanding of the teaching of righteousness makes me who God says I already am. Therefore, I live out of that. And then in verse 14, he gives the evidence or a evidence of that solid food. What happens is I get wisdom. The power of discernment. I get wisdom. Why? Because the word makes me wise. When when I am able to trust God with who I really am, we say this in our teaching, that humility, I become somebody that God trusts with truth. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. God trusts the humble with truth. Well, who are the humble? Those who trust God with who they really are. And And therefore, the proof of that is... That what happens is, once I have that discernment, I do then, in multiple occasions, as he says here, constant practice, in multiple occasions, that discernment that I now have gives me the ability to discern good and evil. It gives me that. I, I, I have like a sixth sense yes. that when it comes to the nonsense that is propagated as truth. That's what he's teaching us here. And so that would mean that even when we're attacked with the sense that I should be better in my own ability, or I should attack what I see as uh, uh, not good enough in use that you can get more mature by your behavior, 
you would be reminded in your own maturity, no, I go back to the, the beginning, you already are who you are because of Christ. And Amen. so we work from there toward um, experiencing, enjoying who God already says we are. And so it, it makes you see people different. It makes you see developing people different. Absolutely. It makes you see leading people different. Absolutely. And what, what I just said is that we have then that unbelievable place of saying, oh, Lord, how did I learn that? How do I know that? How can I help him or her discover what you have for them? Oh, I see, because I trusted you with it, God. That's right. I trusted yeah. you with it in me. Yes. That's, that's the root of wisdom. You can hear, uh, the kind of in the story of Paul, you can hear in this companion passage to Hebrews 5, what Paul is realizing is the same thing when he says, and be found in Christ, not having a righteousness Amen. of my own that comes from the law or from striving or training, but that which is through faith, through trust in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is, he says again, by faith. And then he says, because he's got that foundation of righteousness, now I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings uh, and becoming like him in his death. And so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead, you hear all the maturity coming out of his life because he trusted in the foundation Amen. of righteousness in Christ Amen. by faith. Amen. I'd like to do that. Yep. That would be good. Well, and so we will. We so, and each day we get a new opportunity. God is good, gracious, yeah, merciful, right. and loves us. Well, we'll see you next week on True Face Podcast. Fresh and favorite. Not bad. Thank Not you. a bad yeah, solo nice, there. Nice. Thank you very Thanks much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the True Face Podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support True Face financially or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.